Father, I thank you for this day that you have called me to, to this moment. I know, Lord, throughout my life you've been using everything for your will to be done. And in and through my life, Lord, you have weaved a pattern of, of uh, difficulties and joys and a hope always in you, Lord. So thank you for what you're doing tonight. Thank you for each one that is here tonight. I pray, Lord, that they would um, be blessed by the stories that I have and the scriptures that, that uh, I believe you've given to me and that they would be enlightened and thankful to be here tonight. So thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So that light is really bright. I'm going to go right here. Maybe right here. Maybe over here. I'll just go sit back down again. So um, my story is uh, about my marriage. I've been married for 43 years, and uh, I got married at 18, not because I had to, because I really wanted to be married. I liked the idea of being married. My father died when I was 12, and the home was a little bit just insecure, and Bob, my husband, provided a security that I really wanted. And he asked me to marry him. So, <laughs> hey, you might be the only one that asks. So um, we got married in April of 1978, and um, I was a stay-at-home wife, and eventually had our first son, Bobby, when I was 21. And then Russell followed two and a half years later, and then David six years after that. And meanwhile, we moved to different areas, uh, but st always staying in the township where we live now. But it was always hard. From the very beginning, life with my husband was hard for me. I grew up differently, our family communicated differently, and I didn't understand that as a young woman, that that would be something that might change throughout my time growing up, that I would want things differently than when I was 18. My mom said to me when I told her that I wanted to get married, she goes, you're not going to be the same person at 25 that you are now, and you're going to want different things. I was like, oh, I'll be fine, Mom, I'll handle it. So I didn't know the Lord all this time. I prayed to God, but I didn't really know him as my personal Savior. And uh, I had two sons, uh, didn't know the Lord yet. And then I came to know the Lord before I had my third son, David, just before that, like two years. So I started to pray about things and praying about my pregnancy, and singing to him. And in fact, I was in a Bible study over here at Montanebo Presbyterian Church. We were studying the life of David. And I, and you know, in the meantime, we hadn't thought of a name for our son, or we didn't know it was a son, because we didn't know back then. But I realized that I loved that name, David. And he is named David. So even knowing the Lord, life was still very hard in my marriage. We didn't communicate well. Um, we're mad at each other all the time. It was a vicious cycle, and I was always looking for the self-help, whether it was in a book or a friend, joined a Bible study once I became a Christian at Mount Nebo Church and was with a great group of women that they knew my, my saga, and I knew theirs, and we prayed for one another, and it was helpful. I still know those girls today. I'm in a, on a group chat with them. We still pray together, but... <clears throat> The story that I really wanted to bring out today was how God showed me that I wasn't living the way he called me to live in my marriage. And it was no wonder things were going so haywire all the time. 
So uh, this kind of starts in an afternoon when my family, who has a pool, I'm laying in the pool on a raft, and I always like to listen to focus on the family and get a good little message from what they have to say. And they had a woman named Leslie Vernick speaking. And she was talking about a book that she wrote called How to Act Right When Your Spouse Acts Wrong. I thought, i got to get that book because I'm going to fix him. I'm going to figure out how he needs fixed, and this book's going to do it. So I got the book, and I read it. And as I read it, I found out that it wasn't really what he was doing wrong. It was what I was doing wrong. What I was doing wrong was my reaction, and that God was watching that reaction and requiring me to more than that because of what his word says. So I was convicted. I thought, wow, this is different than what I thought it was going to be. I thought I'd have some of these little tools to fix the way things were going. So I had this notion in my head, and I see a dear lady at church one Sunday morning after church, Susan Frederick, and I'm I'm just getting to know Susan, and I kind of shared this with her. She says, oh, you nailed it. You're convicted. You have to meet Judy. Judy was a longtime friend of hers. Her name is Judy Seligman. She's an author, and uh, she's, she's lived a life uh, that's a testimony to staying in a marriage that's very difficult. She's married, I think, 55 years now. For the first seven years, her husband drank every day. She had three small children, and she, um, she stayed in it. She sought the Lord. He did many miracles throughout the time that that she, um, she served him, and she stayed with him. But she learned that the scriptures were her tool. And one of the scriptures that she, that she went by was, <clears throat> Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. So... <laughs> Judy and I met because Susan had us over for lunch, and she shared her life with me, and, uh, and I listened. And I thought, wow, maybe, maybe this lady does what she's talking about. I, I'm looking for help wherever it is, almost all the time, because I want things to be better in my marriage. And um, Judy, uh, she shared, and I said, well, I-, I have a question for you. There's a mission trip coming up in our church. They're going to Africa. And I really want to go. But I've got to ask my husband if it's going to be all right. And I don't know how he's going to take that because he's kind of protective of me going, even on an airplane, anytime. So she goes, oh, that's easy. She says, you, you say to him, hey, you know, I'd like to do this with the church. And, uh, she's, and if he says, I don't know, she says, you don't go. I'm like, what? She says, you don't go. Or if he says whatever, you don't go. She goes, and then later when he sees that you didn't go, you can tell him you stayed home because you wanted to be with him. I'm like, oh, that sounds nuts. <laughs> nuts. So I'm like, okay. So I'll wait for the right time, and I'll pray about when I'm going to ask him about this trip. So I do that. I don't wait real long because I'm rather impatient and impulsive. So I, I find, okay, he's in a good mood today. I'm going to ask him. And, uh, and I said something to him. He's like, No. I'm like, oh, he'll get over that. We're not going with that answer. <laughs> so I, I continued to think, oh, I'm gonna, he'll soften up, and I'm going to go. 
And here's what I'm missing through all this, and this is what I want to make sure that I get out there, is that the God is working through my husband, whether he's right or wrong. It's me submitting to him and honoring him with that submission that God can do mighty work with. It's supernatural. I'm not kidding you. So time goes on a little bit more. I fill out the application to go on the trip. So I'm going. He'll get over it. He'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, it gets real close. It's time to pay some money. And it's time to, you know, meet up with the crew. Right, Kath? <laughs> and uh, so I thought, well, I better say it to him one more time and just make sure he's good. So I remember it was a Friday morning, and uh, I was having my devotions every morning. I sit and have my devotions on, and he's usually sitting there having his coffee. Sometimes I'd read to him, and he'd listen. And I said, well, you know, said, that trip's coming up. I told you no. What part of that don't you understand? I was like, what? What? Wow. It was like a wall just, like, hit me. I thought, he really means no. Oh, man. So, I'm like, I think I can't go. I mean, it was powerful. So, uh, and that day, it just so happened, I had to go meet Carla Batch's group, her, her women's, uh, the wind group. And they were meeting at the high hold for a tea, and she invited me, which she would do that on occasion. So, I'm driving there. I'm so upset. I'm like, oh, I think I have to listen to him. I think he really, I think I can't go. So, I call Barry Mariana, who I worked with at the time, and he's like, do you want me to call him and tell him? I'm like, no, you're not calling him and telling him. They're not getting involved. So, I get to this high hold, and I walked in with CJ. I remember we parked together. We walked in, and, and uh, Susan, Carla met me at the door. Then Susan Frechter met me. I'm like, Susan, I need to talk to you. She goes, oh, Judy's right over there. I'm like, Judy's here? Why is Judy here? She goes, she's the speaker today. The same woman I referred to that I had that lunch with, that she said, this is what you do. Well, she's going to be the speaker today. And she's going to sit right beside me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to realize how much God is really at work here. Pay attention. So Judy um, invited me to come to her house Monday night for a Bible study, and Susan and I started going. And it's been uh, layers and layers of understanding of what God is doing through me learning how to submit to my husband as unto the Lord, which is one of the scriptures I wanted to read to you. Uh, it is on here somewhere. I think. Well, wives. Is that the one? Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with the word. So through time, I've been praying this, that I would submit to my husband as unto the Lord. So I see my husband standing there, and I may ask him a question, and he may give me an answer I don't like, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear him because God is working through him. Whether he's right or wrong, God works supernaturally through that. So I've got lots of little stories, and I'm going to tell you one that just happened recently. 
and without crying, because I don't know if you all know, my mom just died two and a half weeks ago. She had pancreatic cancer. But in the midst of her almost dying, it was that week, <clears throat> I um, realized I needed to get to Florida where she lived. So I uh, said to my husband, just kind of blatantly, I need to get down there. And he said, no, you don't. I'm going away this weekend. You need to be here because we have lots of animals. One of us always has to be there. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I need to get there to be with my mom. And then he said a couple of other things that I don't really want to repeat, but I was not happy with him. And I was like, wow, what am I supposed to do now? This is like devastating to think I can't go to my mom. She, she, I don't know how much longer she has to live. So... I went to work the next day, and I work with Pastor Doug Rary now, and I just kind of shared with him what had happened, and I don't tell him a lot of that stuff, but I just kind of put it out there, and he said, well, he says, I heard your devotion on submission about a year ago. I think that's what you're practicing. He says, so let me tell you one thing about guys. Guys have it all churning around in their belly, and sometimes it just comes out like heated anger, and you kind of get the brunt of it. And he says, he might not really mean all that, but that's how he portrayed himself. He says, if I were you, if you want, <laughs> so kind, he says, I, next time you talk to your husband, say, hey, you know, when you get back from your trip, maybe then I'll go down and see my mom. You think that'll work for you? I thought, oh, geez, I got to say so. So I did it. I did it. And I said to my husband, so when you get back from your trip, I'll go see my mom. He's like, you go see your mom whenever you want. I will not stand between you and your mom. And I was like, wow. So what did I just experience? Freedom. Freedom. Like you cannot believe when I submitted to him over these different things throughout this two-year period this has been going on now, I see the difference. The freedom I have, because it's not on my shoulders. It's up to him. He's my governing body. He's who I look to for what's happening, what's, what are we going to do, what kind of decisions we're going to make. And it makes me sound like I don't have a brain, but it's a supernatural thing when you submit to him. By like One day I said to him, i got to take the cat down to the Humane Society. Now, this may sound trivial. I'm like, which way do you think I should go, 279 or the boulevard? He's like, definitely the boulevard. And he's very, very gruff. I'm like, oh, I wanted to go 279, but I'm going to listen. And I'm going to go to the boulevard. And it couldn't have been a more perfect drive. Pulls you right into there because I like to have an easy drive. I thought, Lord, you just keep showing me in these little tasks how you are at work in our marriage, as difficult as it is. And I can trust you with what's happening. And uh, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of peace and freedom in that. So... Um, what I, I did talk with Judy today. She always encourages me about talking about submission because she does a Bible study still every Monday night. And uh, she does it on Zoom. Anybody can jump on and listen. She's authored six books. I brought them with me tonight just in case anybody's interested. She, um, this isn't a sales pitch or anything, but she wants, she said before, she's 73 years old, and she feels like she's getting too old to get this message out, but she's been getting it out because she got it out to me. And she says, until she met me, she thought she wasn't going to put it out there anymore. 
And she said that the Lord had just told her it's time for her to pass the baton, but he's going to allow her to do that. And there's going to be younger women that pick up this because this is valuable. This is what we as women need to do. You know, we, if the church is going to submit to the Lord and our husband, we have to submit to our husbands and they need to submit to the church. And maybe they don't, doesn't look like they're doing it, but the scripture says that even without a word, without our words, that the Lord can get a hold of them. But it's by our conduct. So I've learned a lot about how to behave. I thought I was okay, but boy, there's so much to learn yet. And it's, um, it's not easy because we still live a hard life. But I see the Lord's um, encouragement all through this. And um, that's why I'm standing here today. I'm not, you know, 43 years of a really hard marriage that I don't want to talk about because I didn't really get his permission. Like, Jamie, I loved how you got permission to talk about it. I can't ask him that. We're not there. So it's not like y'all have to keep it secret or anything, but I just, it's not that type of relationship that we're able to do that. So, but know that I am hopeful every day and see the Lord in my life and have so many wonderful friends and family that that I love, and they care for me. So the submission thing is about unity. It's about how do you want to live with your husband. And when you give him that, that, that honor that God has already given him, that you submit to it and you agree with it, in that agreement, you have your submission. So I'm agreeing with him in ways I don't agree, but I'm agreeing with God because God's given me my husband to govern in our home. Because Adam and Eve, they were the first governing bodies. You know, so we're, we're just carrying that on as, um, as we go. So, any questions? <laughs> Comments? Questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you will. Yeah, yeah. Susan. I walked with her for seven years, and um, you know we went to church three times a week, where we went then to Bible studies and church services. And I watched her life, um, raising three children by herself, when her husband literally lived in the bar, and came home. Um, they lost their home many times, almost. Um, I know even in the winter. Um, and the Lord, that was what was interesting. The Lord said to her, you are not to go back to work. You know, you have these three children. You were to stay home, and I will provide for you. They had no money coming in, zero. Okay, her husband drank every single cent. And so it was, it was just to watch this. I just thank God how I could watch how one woman at church on Sunday, she would... Um, said, Judy, you know, every Sunday I'm going to give you money for your groceries. And she would, you know, without anybody knowing, I would put it in Judy's hands that would give money. Um, I would see how she honored her husband before her children. She never said one negative thing about her husband to her children. She hid them so that when her, children, when her husband became... Um, 
came back to the Lord. He was a Christian. When he came back to the Lord after seven years, her children loved him. There was nothing. There was nothing to hold against them because she had covered them so much. And she never told, you know, her parents lived across town and she knew that they would judge her, him if they knew because she didn't seem that much. And so she never opened up to them. She just lived a godly life. And you talk about a word, uh, I think of any woman I ever knew, she knew the word, forward, backwards, upside down. And she lives, I mean, to this day, I mean, in the word. And that's what she did. As she went through this, she was so faithful to watch her do this. And I always remember um, for every need that she had, and let's say um, something that she would have a need. I always remember this is an interesting one that um, some friends of her would bring up box food that was butter and that type of thing that you get free from the government and would give that to her. And every weekend she said to me, you know, I need bras. I can't even afford, you know, to buy um, bras. And she came up and she opened the box and there was in her size, made and formed brand new bras in the foods, from the food place. It's all food. I mean, this is what God, I would watch this, you know, and then she had, for her um, mom's birthday, she had to go to um, get a present. Where am I going to buy a present? And I guess back in those days, early American furniture and her parents were all that, and she walked down the street and there was a brand new clock sitting on top of the garbage with, it would match their house. <laughs> you see that when she gave it to him. Or she came over to my house and says, well, I don't even know what I'm going to give the grandchildren and stuff. So we were getting things in the basement out. And she says, oh, here, you know, I'll give the little scoop. I said, here, I have a scuba mask. Here, I'm going to take that for the boy. And my father loves old movies. I gave her this big life book. And she says, that was his favorite birthday gift. He sat there the whole time with all the company reading that. So I just watched it. And I just so grateful. So, in, so to see a woman that truly truly submitted her life and stood in the word and prayed and has done this for years and how she always said, one day I believe, just as this um, came on my husband, because he was a Vietnam, and that's how he became an alcohol, uh, alcoholic from, um, in Vietnam. And she says, just like it came on my husband, I believe someday, just like going down the steps, one step, he's going to be free. And that's exactly what happened to him out of nowhere, seven years. And she, you know, she told me a few years after when it was, she was in the midst of it, she said, you know what the Lord showed me this morning was in the word? This is not for him. It's for me. I need it. I need it. I'm the one, uh, I'm teaching the word of God. She was always, sometimes she taught women three different studies a week. And she says, it's for me. I need it. So, wow. What a testimony. So I just have to say this tonight because it's just... It's so many stories that she were in oh. her house for several hours, and she just told me story after story. And one of the things she said that I don't want to miss was that she said that she saw her husband as like I saw my like he's the bad guy, he's doing these things wrong. And she realized God showed her your your sins are like this. They're bad. This this is this is you, and this is him. You're the same. His sin is as bad as your sin. I spit you out of my mouth. And she realized that she had to stop it. She, that resentment was just as bad as his alcoholism. And she had to get forgiveness for that and stop it. 
And I'm telling you what, ladies, the freedom you have, unless you're practicing submission already, maybe you are in one form or another, the freedom is amazing. And it's, I have several friends here that have come along uh, and gone to the study with me. And, and, and it was friends that think, oh, your, your, your marriage is okay. I don't know why you'd want to get involved with this. But it's something how we really do need to submit to our husbands um, as unto the Lord. It's, it's the plan he has. Yes, Phyllis. Yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It truly is. That's that's it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is not my thing to stand up here and talk, but God has filled me with all your prayers with peace, and I don't even know if I said anything that you really understand, but I know that he, he put this message in me. It's part of me, and, and I know it doesn't go out and come back void, that it will it'll touch you somewhere, and even if it's just the obedience, that you walk with him obediently, walk in the light, and speak light, speak life into people's lives. I say that to my husband. It's like, so, it's so negative. You know, we have these wonderful children and grandchildren. We've got to speak life into their life. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to encourage them and lift them up? So, well, thank you for listening to my story. <laughs> I, I feel honored to have been able to share it. Thank you so much. That, oh. that was a hard word. Yeah. It's a hard, it is a hard, yeah. hard word. Thank That's you. that Carla Batch. <laughs> we love her. Miss her. Mm. So, Father, we just praise you. We thank you for tonight. We thank you for this powerful word from Deb, who just loves you with all her heart. And, Lord, we ask that this message that has gone out that it will touch hearts here to make all of us to go home and to think of this as far as Phyllis said, in obedience, if those of us that are not married or our husbands have passed on, that we still think of this in obedience to you, Lord. And those um, that are married, that you reflect on this marriage to see on, on this message to see um, how this affects you or going before the Lord and saying, you know, is this um, something in my marriage, in our marriage, that needs corrected? And if there is, then we know what that means, repentance, and to seek you, Lord, for your word of what you want to show us on a daily basis. So, Father, we know um, that all things are possible through you. <laughs> because I know when Deb started out, she didn't look <laughs> too possible. <laughs> so, but we know how what occurred, Lord. And we step by step mm -hmm. when we wait on you. So we thank you, Lord, for tonight. 
and we have great expectation for what you're going to do in every woman's life here in obedience in their marriage and obedience, Lord, to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Susan.